Grace for tuning in to Sin's workshop. I uh, hope everyone is doing well under the quarantine um, and with the COVID-19. Please remember to stay inside um, unless absolutely necessary. And please remember to stay safe and stay healthy. Now, um, on that note, we're going to talk, be talking about If These Wings Could Fly by Kyrie McCauley. It is a young adult contemporary story, um, but it's also infused with magical realism, and it tells a story about a girl who is surviving domestic violence. Honestly, this was a breathtaking novel. I don't really read contemporary as much as I would like to, I don't think, um, unless it's like a contemporary retelling of a classic that, you know, I'm really fond of but something about this maybe it was the cover maybe it was a synopsis I'm not quite sure um, but something drew me to this novel and I honestly loved it can't get over how much I loved it um, sorry you have to forgive me I'm eating my lunch <laughs> um, but what I loved about it were so many things First, let's begin with Layton. Um, her characterization, it was very well thought out. Um, from the beginning of the story, the reader is thrust out, thrust into, you know, she wakes up in fear, she wakes up in terror. Um, her father is, you know, threatening her mother once again. You know, they're arguing, things get heated. He is, um, he's a character that is fueled by anger and resentment and the mom is just she's in love with him and I think it's very realistic how she is in love with him but we'll get into that a little more, more later um, but when it comes to Layton you know her sisters wake her up they're scared Layton runs next door to the neighbor you know she she literally sneaks out of her own house to run next door to the neighbor um, but the neighbor doesn't do anything. The neighbor doesn't even open the door, turns on the light, turns off the light, and ignores it. And that's another thing that's very powerful about this novel. That Leighton has to come to grips with the society that she is surrounded in. Because she lives in a small town. You know, she wants to get out. She wants to go to college you know, in New York. And she has the um, ability to get there. She works so hard to just stay focused on school because scholarships, it's in the way she's going to be able to afford school. And it crushes her because she doesn't know she's going to be able to succeed, to escape to go after her dreams but another thing that also crushes her is the fact that she's going to be leaving her mother and her two younger sisters alone with her father and she doesn't want to do that she is kind of like the glue and it's it wears on her it reflects her character because she's so strong but she's so closed off from the rest of the world from happiness she doesn't want to allow herself to feel happiness in a sense it takes it takes a long time for her to really open up and what I loved about it was how realistic that was the dynamics of this family they were very realistic um, 
there are so many women out there in the world who, you know, lo love is blind, it really is. Um, and there are a lot of women who recognize violence as love um, because it's something they probably grew up with or they have. So it's how they recognize love. And for Leighton's mom, I think that's it. She is so in love with this man, she's stuck in the past of who he once was before he got stuck in this town, before his dreams crashed, before all the resentment and anger like built up and just started to crush his heart and make him this, um, excuse me, very angry person. But she always takes him back, and I think that's really, it, it is realistic because there are so many women who they accept the apology of, oh, it's never going to happen again. And I like the fact that this novel touches upon that um, because I think she's forgetting that. Yes, she takes the brunt of it to protect her kids, but what if one day it escalates to the point where she's not going to be able to protect her kids? And I think she needs to recognize that as much as Leighton recognizes it. Leighton is aware. You know, there's this gun that they keep on the fridge for defensive purposes, and whenever her father gets angry, she's always so scared. It's the one thing she looks to make sure it's still there, to make sure he doesn't have it. It's the one thing she recognizes. Leighton is aware. She is strong and capable. And through her friendship, she also is able to talk about it. You know, she's letting go of the walls around her, which leads to some really good character development because. Yes, from the get-go, we see that she's a very strong character, but she's also strong in the sense that she's compelled by fear and anger. And when she starts to open up and let things go, I mean, she sees that eventually, you know, she's want to be like her father and she's want to be like her mother. She wants to be better than both. relationship with her mother is obviously strained and her relationship with her sisters who are aware that she's leaving for college it's starting to become strange as well so these dynamics you know they shift they change but they also grow and through the growth of the novel through Leighton's action she's able to bring her sisters together she's able to sort of wake her mother up like the rose-colored glasses her mother's always wearing it's like they're cracking until they finally break. And the moment they break, it's such a yes, finally moment that I think all readers can relate to. Yes, it takes her a while, but no one, you don't hate her. You pity her um, and you just want her to wake up because it's a very realistic thing. And it costs so many women in this, in this world, you know, their lives, you know, they're stuck in, behind those rose-colored glasses they don't break until it's too late sometimes and I think that's very sad and I think it's very important 
for that. Macaulay was able to touch upon that. What I also thought was very impactful about this novel is the fact that the town, they don't really... It's like they see it, but they don't see it. They're sort of um, not blind or oblivious, but they choose to ignore it. And I think that's really sad, you know. They are, they are bystanders. But the moment that, you know, Leighton exposes the truth to everyone, they stop being passive. You know, they, they stop making excuses for her father. They stop seeing him as just a man struggling and venting out his frustrations. And they really start to see, you know, this isn't, this isn't okay how he's treating them. They finally see it. And for Leighton to use her words, because she uses her words to open everyone's minds and their eyes, it's such a great moment because you're finally realizing, yay, they're waking up. They're no longer stuck in this small little mind frame, you know. They open their eyes because being silent makes you culpable. Something happens and you are sort of aware on it on any level and this town clearly is aware of it on a some level. Um, it makes them culpable if anything bad happens and they're realizing this. They're saying, okay, no, not okay. And Macaulay's persuasive right, per, per, uh, sorry, Macaulay's persuasive writing allows the reader to be drawn into the story. Now, the magical realism comes from, you know, the crows. Um, crows are invading this small little town and they interact with Leighton and her sisters on a very highly intelligent level. I mean, like, crows are, in general, very intelligent creatures, but the way that they're interacting with the girls, they're sort of, like, protecting the girls. They are a way for the girls to sort of escape because, I mean, just look at the title. These wings could fly. The crows literally give Leighton her strength. They, they give her wings to spread out and they also give her sisters wings um, not literally of course but figuratively they all become stronger more aware of how they're sort of caged into their house and I thought it was a very impactful how the, how Macaulay was able to just incorporate these birds and give them this magical guardianship over these girls and it was unexpected um, to be quite honest it was not something I was expecting to read but I loved it because it sort of sneaks up on you the magical realism it sneaks up on you with every interaction Leighton and her sisters have with the crows and I think that's really good 
like magical realism just sort of sneaks up on you and just sort of grips you and captivates you. And Macaulay is able to do that with such a talent, with her detail, with her scene structure, with her evolution of the plot and the story. I mean, it's all very great, and I think this is a novel that should be read. Um, I gave it, I really want to give it four and a half stars, but um, there's no Unicode for a half star on, um, you know, on Word, so I, was able, I only give it four stars, and the reason is because while I thought the beautiful writing was there, and while I think the story is completely enthralling and compelling, um, there were some scenes that dragged out just a little bit. Not a lot, but uh, just enough for me to be like, you know, like I want to go to the next scene already, um, I'm not sure how important this is to the story, just uh, whenever those thoughts enter my head, you know, when I'm reading a scene, um, it sort of takes me out of the story just a little bit, but once I'm in the story, you know, I'm in the story, yeah. and this is one of those stories that for the most part did captivate me. I mean, those scenes that I thought, those things, you know, they were very few and they were very far apart. Um, but the fact is they did exist, um, which is why I gave the story um, four stars. I really want to give it four and a half, so I'll say that here. I do give it four and a half stars, but on Goodreads you can only give a book like solid stars, not half stars. Um, so on that note, uh, I just, I really do think this is a book that um, you should read, uh, anyone should read. It, I really do agree that it should be part of a discussion for a, a book club and honestly even if you don't want to discuss some of the tough subjects in the book like domestic violence and you know physical abuse and emotional abuse mental abuse I would say just read it for the beautiful writing uh, the way the girls grow the way the crows interact with the crows it's it's all really it's beautiful, all the interactions and the lyrical writing. Well, it's not lyrical, but it, there are times where it seems like the, it seems like it's lyrical because of just how fluid it is and how beautiful the pacing is. So once again, um, if these wings could fly, if these wings could fly, by um, Kyrie McCauley. Uh, published by HarperCollins Dean. Please go ahead and pick this novel up. Um, please remember to support your local bookseller, especially um, during the coronavirus. I don't know about you, but I don't want to see bookstores start closing down. So please remember to support your local bookstore um, as much as possible during these trying times. And please pick up this novel. If you know, <laughs> if you're like me, money's tight right now. You know, I would say rent it from your local library. I know a lot of libraries across the country are, have a surplus of ebooks. Um, so please pick this novel up. I thoroughly recommend it. And I have to give a round of applause to Carrie McCauley for bringing up such a tough subject and presenting it to re readers in a beautiful and thoughtful way. Thank you. Uh, remember, stay safe and have a happy day.